It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on into the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm joined by the birthday boy, Painter Sharpless of ESPN 106.7 and Locked On Ole Miss. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I cannot complain one bit. You uh, you and some of the coworkers going out of your way to make me feel good today. The big 2-7, right? 27. Uh, I don't know if there's anything special that comes with that. Your, uh, your car insurance may go down a little bit. That's exciting. I think so. I'll take yeah, that. You take that's, that that's every day of the week, for sure. All right, so uh, I want to talk about a little uh, Auburn recruiting, as well as the Auburn GOAT bracket, and then some crossover action with Locked On Patriots. I want to hear your thoughts on a few things okay. um, in regards to the future of a few uh, former Auburn guys. But first, today's show, as, as well as uh, for every show on the Locked On Podcast Network, the whole month of May is brought to you by Built Bar. And so th- these guys sent us a box to all the hosts. There's one, uh, they, they sent it to you, mm-hmm. uh, they sent it to me, they sent it to all the locked on hosts. And holy cow, I mean, you and I are both kind of, I mean, I think we're pretty physically, you know, active <laughs> right, as right. far as exercising. And I, I know you and the significant other, you guys go hiking a fair amount and, and all of that. But so we've had a bunch of these, these protein bars. And these guys, we're not just saying this, like we were talking before we went on, how good they are. I mean, it, it tastes legitimately like a candy bar, only like 170 calories, not much sugar at all, a lot of protein. They're great. So I was had heard of, of Built Bar. However, uh, this weekend I, I became much more familiar with them having eaten four of the 10 that they sent me. <laughs> You've already had four? And uh, that is, if you're wondering, you know, they're healthy, so you can eat that, but it's like... I don't know if that's really how you're supposed to do it. It's hard to stop. They're so good. And uh, Sarah was all over it. Sarah is the healthy one in our family. She Sure. We we let her have the credit for cooking. Obviously, I do all the gourmet cooking. Right. Uh, but she she she's was all over this. I, I can't talk, but she was I'm so excited about Bill Bar. Yeah. But she she was thrilled. She had 3 herself. So we don't have many of our sample left. I'm disappointed about this, but that's okay. Our weekly grocery grocery shop coming up soon so i'll go get more yeah absolutely and so we uh, we highly encourage you guys to do the same go to builtbar.com and you can use promo code locked on it gets you ten dollars off that first box at builtbar.com so thank you so much to builtbar.com for uh, helping us out today so all right man let's talk a little crudin you down with that i'm into it you down with that there's not a whole lot of other things going on right now so uh, there's a guy, a three-star running back, class of 2021 guy, Alton McCaskill, I believe is how you pronounce his name, but Oak Ridge High School in Conroe, Texas. I don't know where Pappas is. I'd love to know if he knows where Conroe, Texas. He, he really doesn't know where most of the cities in Texas are, despite his uh, devout love if, for if Texas. If he's not there, it must not be all yeah. that great. Right. So, I mean, That's if I'm, I'm Michael, yeah. I'd be like, hey, look, you guys got to come to me. Yeah, it seems like he knows where Dallas and, and Houston are and San Probably Antonio. San Antonio. And it's like, yeah, I think I know where those two or three places are too, Michael, but that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, yeah, so um, Alton McCaskill is 6'1", 195. Chad Morris offered him back on April 9th, number 35 running back in the country. And uh, a story on Auburn Undercover right now, Keith Niebuhr wrote it. He apparently loves Cadillac Williams. And when when Auburn made this hire, the first thing that popped into my head was recruiting. I mean, Auburn is about to start getting some really talented running backs because they've kind of missed out on these 
top running backs because they all seem to be going to Georgia or Alabama, right? And so I think you're going to start to see the tides move a little bit as far as Auburn getting these top running backs. I mean, you already seen it with Tank Bigsby, right? Yeah, so Auburn has the reputation of being a school that has rightfully so produced a lot of running backs, but you're, you're right. Alabama more recently has had this reputation based on some of the players that they've put in the NFL. Uh, it's been pretty detailed how cool Josh Jacobs' story was. Najee Harris very quietly about to become Alabama's all-time leader in rushing right. this season if he just basically gets to about 1,200 yards. So to say all that, to say in context, like Auburn has for a long time been a school that you became used to having running backs who played in the league. Not to say that hasn't been the case. I mean, Carryon Johnson very recently was drafted pretty highly, especially as a running back. Uh, but I do think when you hire a coach that has limited coaching experience, there's a big reason for that, and it's what you mentioned. He's young, he's been in the league, and he's able to recruit. He's, one, able to turn to players and say, been there, done that, too. IMG Academy, there's I think, certainly uh, something nice about the idea of having been around some of those players. It's a, It was a smart move, I think, in, in initially because of all those things. Mm-hmm. And the ability to recruit. The main thing about running back that's an interesting position to me is so much of it seems to be more, maybe more than any other position, one that is instinctual. And as somebody who right. doesn't understand the intricacies of it, I'm not going to knock a coach because I can imagine really good coaching helps a really good running back player. But it does feel like the position where you can come in as a freshman and contribute right away. Supreme athleticism, athleticism excuse me, <laughs> sure. helps a lot. So it sounds like when I do that that I'm like saying, hey, you don't need Cadillac for the, the on-field coaching. That's not the case. I'm just saying when they hired this guy with limited coaching experience, I think you had to know the upside of it was what you're talking about, him being able to recruit a number of different players. And while this player you're referencing is not – Tank Bigsby, the, the player that everyone's excited about coming in, it, it's a good sign that Cadillac is able to go into pretty much any player's home when he's allowed to do that thing and right. get their attention. Yeah, yeah. And I hate it when I'm listening to shows and they're talking about either a draft prospect or a high school recruit and they only say their name once. So Alton McCaskill, three-star running back, class of 2021 guy, 6'1", 195. So Oklahoma State is his leader right now. And, you know, I, I used to make fun of these schools that like offered eighth graders. But the, the big thing is for him is he's like, hey, Oklahoma State was the first school to offer me. So I'm going to stay loyal. They're going to get my first official visit once all this stuff is done. And he said that he does plan on taking a visit to Auburn. His interest in Auburn right now, he's described it as warm, according to Keith Niebuhr of Auburn Undercover. <laughs> um and so, like, uh, I think it was Oklahoma State, Auburn, and Florida State were all listed at warm under on his two four seven recruiting page. So we'll uh, we'll see what that looks like. But yeah, so like, whenever people are like, well, you know, why in the world are you offering these eighth grade kids or these ninth graders? Like, you have no idea what they're going to do. This is why. This is why because Oklahoma State's got the lead on this guy because they were the first ones in. That's important. Is it more more important to some kids than others? Sure, yeah. I think so. But. Um, it's going to be important to a lot of guys, and uh, Alton McCaskill is one of them. And so much of this, like, I think the center of business or, you know, if it's teaching in a classroom versus being someone's coach, is foundational on relationship building. And so you've got an inherent advantage in recruiting if you are a coach that has had, that has spent a long time forming a relationship with a player. And so whether that is a guy that is a three-star that is – you know, considered an exciting prospect or 
a generational talent. Either way, that relationship building process, when it starts early, is advantageous. I'm curious to see how it shakes out more than anything. I think Auburn fans over the last two years since Cadillac has been brought in should be pleased with the direction of recruiting at, at that spot. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to think so. All right, coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about who is the Auburn GOAT. We should have done this last week. I put it off because I was dreading it. But all that coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we jump into who won the Auburn GOAT bracket, I want to say Sal Canella is scheduled to be on the show with us on Wednesday. We, uh, we are set to record him later today, and we will air that conversation on Wednesday. He is got a new clothing brand, Nella. Looking forward to chatting with him about that and just kind of his time at Auburn. Juco guy, kind of an interesting guy coming in. Like, we didn't know what in the world he was going to do. I wonder if he had any idea what he was going to do. Um, just kind of looking at what that process looks like. All right, so, Peter, we should have done this uh, last week, like I said a second ago, but it was down to, in our Locked on Auburn, Auburn goat bracket, it was down to Bo Jackson, which surprises no one, right? versus 15th seeded Kevin Steele. That one, I would say that if you told me he made it to the Elite Eight, even <laughs> the Final Four, I would have said, I would have thought the trip ended a little sooner than the Elite Eight. Nonetheless, uh-huh. if you told me it was Auburn, Kentucky, circa, what, 2018, if I got my years right? Sure. Uh, that would have made sense. But then to say that Auburn would go on to defeat Kentucky or that Kevin Steele would go on to defeat whoever it was in the Elite Eight would uh. absolutely have been a surprise to me. Just a short time ago. And yet, and yet, here we are. Here we are. And so the winner of the Auburn Goat bracket is... It's Kevin Steele. I hope you guys are happy. (laughs) I hope you're... You know, I put a lot of time into making that bracket. Michael put a lot of time into formatting and putting it on a spreadsheet and all the the forms and all that. Um, I... We took it seriously. And uh, I don't know. I hope you're proud of what you did. That's, That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, especially if you were one of the people that were like, Kevin Steele is my number one. Yeah. Ride or die. We are taking Kevin Steele to the bank with us. Forget Tecmo Bowl. Forget the Bo Nose campaign. Forget the part where Bo has been the representative of your school from an athletic standpoint for the last three decades. Forget the the, the big old statue outside of Jordan-Hare None Stadium. None of that matters. It's all about Kevin Steele in here. In the last four years, Auburn's defense has been more consistent, and this is a... What have you done for me lately, business? Bo Jackson, get all the way out of here. I'm tired of people talking about you as one of the greatest athletes of all time. This is Kevin Steele's moment. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But here we are. 2020 is a crazy time. And so I guess that is um I guess that's where we're at now. So I'm glad you guys feel that good about Kevin Steele. If he has one not so awesome year as defensive coordinator and they look like a normal defense instead of a really good one. I don't want to yeah, hear they're like six best. In the I don't want to hear a word from any of you guys. And they're, you're the same people that were telling me how much you miss Vern Lundquist. All right. So that is just how I lump you guys together, man. It's weird how he's aged in good old Vern. Some, yeah, some people it is weird. It's like we were having a similar conversation about athletes this morning off yeah. mic and it's like, 
once we put a little distance between LeBron James and Tom Brady, there will always be detractors. I'm sure there are people that did not like Michael Jordan in the 90s that still don't care for him now, but I don't hear them very much. I think for whatever reason, time and distance seems to give people an elevated status. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Coming up in just a moment here on Locked on Auburn, we will chat with or hear from Mike debate of Locked on Pats right here on Locked on Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Painter, so I was on Locked On Patriots on Friday, which is so cool. My world's colliding a little bit, but he wanted to talk about Will Hastings and Nick Coe, the two undrafted guys, as well as, you know, why why is Auburn going, or why is New England going after all these Auburn guys as of late? And I don't think he liked my answer, because it was like, I really don't know. I have no idea. But, you know, Jonathan Jones and Brandon King, they're doing the same thing at Auburn that they did, or same thing at Auburn, now they're doing it in New England. But, um, I did ask him about the difference between Ryan Davis's situation and Will Hastings' situation because they are a lot more excited about Will Hastings this year than they were about Ryan Davis last year. So have a listen to that. Yeah, Mike, I apologize sorry, for cutting ahead. you off, but I, I just kind of want your thoughts on something circling back to Hastings. I probably should have asked it then, but you know, New England brought in an undrafted Auburn guy last year, Ryan Davis, who uh, and he was a guy that. He and Stedham were like the most, uh, they're the most common pass tandem in Auburn history. They, they connected more through the air than, than any other tandem uh, throughout Auburn history. And so, uh, do you think Hastings is in a different spot now? I know the depth chart and the roster situation for the wide receivers is not as deep as it was a year ago. But, I mean, obviously Ryan didn't make the team. Do you think, do you think Hastings has a better shot than, uh, than Ryan did a year ago? I think so. And the reason why I say that is because of a thing that you mentioned and saying that the wide receiver crew, I think, has a little bit more room for a guy like Will Hastings than it did last year for a guy like Ryan Davis. Look, very similar in terms of, uh, you know, their uh, their makeup. I was impressed with Ryan Davis last year. I really I thought he showed very good quickness. I like the, uh, the fact that he could change direction. That ability is very uh, valuable in New England. He's tough to bring down one on one in the open field. And I thought that made him a pretty decent pro. Now, again, there were some you know issues that I think uh, may have contributed to him not being a member of this team long term. Very undersized, um, you know. The route tree that he was able to run might not have been as varied as the New England Patriots would have liked it. And again, there was a logjam last year of some uh, you know wide receivers. They brought in a lot of veterans, guys that originally I think they hoped would be more contributing than they originally were. Uh, don't forget, Demarius Thomas was on this team last year. There were uh, you know, thoughts about Josh Gordon and how he was going to fit in. And I think in a lot of ways they wanted guys that were going to be able to complement Tom Brady's skill set. And knowing that they already had guys like Julian Edelman in the fold, that probably made Davis maybe a little bit more redundant. I think this year the relationship that Hastings has with someone like Jared Stidham is going to pay dividends for them. That's why I think 
Hastings is probably a little bit more equipped and maybe in a little bit better situation to make the team this year. It doesn't mean Davis wasn't the player that Hastings is or vice versa. I just think the circumstances and the team's ability to compete will change that a little bit. So I do like um, the ability for Hastings to make this roster. But again, I was impressed with Davis last year, too. So I think it was a tough cut for New England. And I'm glad that you brought him up because I think a lot of New England fans forget that he came in here and uh, you know impressed some people in training camp last year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just wanted your thought on that because their roles were kind of similar at Auburn. But yeah, I think uh, as far as the closeness goes, uh, yeah, Hastings and Stidham, if he makes the team and that becomes a tandem anywhere similar to what Brady and um, Welker or Brady and Edelman were, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of Pats fans down here in uh, East Alabama. So <laughs> we'll see what happens from that. All right. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that as far as one, I mean, what they did for Auburn and two, I mean, what do you think they're going to do in the league? What do you see the difference between Ryan Davis and Will Hastings? We are very biased. We like Ryan Davis a lot here. Yeah, he Ryan, was... full disclosure, some of you know this, spent time as an intern with us where we work at Auburn Network and ESPN yeah. 106.7. So like on a personal level, we like him. He was a productive football player at Auburn, so I like him for that reason. I mean, too. one of the most productive guys in Auburn history when you look at certain, certain stats. I mean, he caught more passes than anyone in Auburn history. And I remember we had a conversation, maybe even a debate at one point with someone about like, is that a big deal? Because the number itself compared to certain schools and certain offenses, it's like, well, 60, 70 receptions a year is, is good, not great in some programs. It's like, that's a fine measuring stick, but also you have to, like, if that's never been done in your program's history, it is still noteworthy. <laughs> right. But, um, one yeah, because he set the season record and the career record, I believe. So what, I, what I'm curious to know is Ryan Davis may not test out in terms of, like, agility like Will does. Yeah. Ryan didn't have the same, like, super high-end speed. He was able to make guys miss, but... Look, I don't. I won't pretend to know what qualities. In fact, you would probably be a much better person to answer this. What qualities he lacked to make that final roster last year? Yeah. But I do wonder. Like, does Will Hastings have an athletic uh, skill set that is so much greater than that of Ryan Davis, or does he do even just one thing? As we know, Bill Belichick and certain coaches like a lot. Yeah. If you can do one thing really well. It can be enough to get you on a roster. Does he either have a general athleticism or a general skill set that puts him in a place to value him that much? I, I sort of doubt it. I like kind of sound like a hater a little bit. Um, no, I, I think you're being realistic here. Now, the 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 thing in the, that's sort of the elephant in the room, maybe that's not the right phrase to use, but it's like we we have all laughed at the Wes Welker and Edelman and other white Patriot receivers who have managed to quite frankly find a nice career in the league and you look at them and go in other in other systems and with other franchises would their careers have have worked out right so I think that people are looking at Will Hastings going well he is a white receiver that's like pretty quick and able to do some of those yeah, things yeah quick small white slot receiver that's so just worked out I can figure out why you would go oh yeah they've had some good fortune with players like that in the past I'm just he, he made a pretty minimal difference in Auburn's offense overall and you can there's other reasons to point to that like was the system the best for him well, I think it was a story right the fact mm-hmm. that he was a walk on kicker and now he's an NFL wide receiver I, I think it's more that if he was just uh, you know a three star wide receiver coming in I don't think we're looking at him the same way it is an interesting trajectory of going from guy who just happy to be on the team to guy who gets a scholarship 
It's a guy who contributes in some capacity, yeah. even if it's in a small way. And then along the way becomes friends with Stidham and they have a couple of touchdown pass. Like there's that whole connection, I think, is even greater because Stidham's now at the Patriots. If the Stidham to Hastings things, I mean, if it becomes anywhere close to like what a Brady to Edelman or Brady to Welker was, <laughs> I mean... Do you start to see a lot of Hastings jerseys show up yeah. at a Jordan-Hare Stadium? Absolutely. What do you think the most popular jersey from this draft class slash undrafted free agent signing class was? From what we just went through? And you think it'll be Derek? He's the safe bet, assuming that he has the kind of impact in the league that we think where, at worst, he's a franchise player who gets a big second contract. Yeah. And at best... He's one of your top five linemen for a few years in the league if things really shake out well. Right. So, yes, I think he's the safe bet. To think, though, that there could be another player like Marlon Ortega or Driscoll or any of the others, even Hastings, that could stick in the league and find themselves as a fan favorite, I could believe that. But if I if you were asking me, hey, in 10 years, who's going to have the record jersey sales out of this class? Yeah, it's, it's going to be Derek from the standpoint of I watched him dominate for four straight years. He got drafted there for a reason. Mm-hmm. like, And he's one of the few bright spots on that franchise right now, even though some Panthers fans are reluctant that they used that that draft pick, that spot for that position on the field. They he drafted, made, hey, they made seven picks, and all seven were defensive players. So. An, and you know what? Like, I'm curious to see. They've, they've said that they're relying on analytics. And, like, from an emotional standpoint, the Panthers have done some things that I thought interesting. But, right. like, if you're sometimes analytics are really not interested in what personnel decisions. Yeah, analytics don't your, care about your feelings. Right. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how the next two to three years shake out for them. Sure thing, man. Well, hey, Painter, thank you so much for hanging out with us on your birthday. Absolutely. Where can people find you and hear you, brother? 11 to 1, the lunch break, ESPN 106.7. That's on the dial, ESPN 106.7. Or if you're at work, maybe you're riding around. We've got you covered at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. My co-host, Justin Ferguson with The Athletic. Very insightful. Enjoy hanging out with him. 11 to 1 every day. That's ESPN 106.7's The Lunch Break. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, if you can't get enough uh, Auburn goodness from here, definitely check out all of Painter's work. And if you love Ole Miss, check out Locked On Ole Miss. Coming at you three times a week. Every single week. He does a great job with that as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. And follow the show on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.